Hi, my name's Diana Trepkoff, and I'd like to welcome you to my new podcast called Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? I'm a forensic artist who's completed hundreds of law enforcement cold cases, and I can tell you firsthand the pain and suffering I have witnessed on families of missing loved ones. I can see the pain on their face, I can hear the pain in their voice, and I feel it in my heart. My dream is that all missing persons will be found and there will never be another missing person ever again. That's what I pray for. That's what I hope for. And that is my dream. So please welcome my new podcast, Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? And one by one, let's bring these missing loved ones home. Thank you. podcast called Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? Wow, today we have an amazing person on. His name is Murray Rose. He's a detective constable with the Durham Regional Police. He has worked for Durham for 21 years. Welcome, Murray. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Hi, Diana. Thanks for having me. Um, I guess if we can start off with, why did you become a police officer? Uh, Way back in 1999. And what was, like, did you always want to be an officer growing up? Um, yeah, for the most part, always wanted to, uh, I guess it's a little cliche, but it's true. You, you know, grow up and uh, wanted to help people. So I wanted to get into some sort of work that where I was um, assisting the public. Yeah. Like I, when I was thinking of you, what we're going to talk about, I thought, well, Murray has a good heart and he cares about people. So that makes you perfect for a police officer. Actually, well, thank I'm a constable. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and, um, and you also work for the amazing Durham Regional Police Service. What can you tell us about the service? Uh, it's a very progressive service. We, uh, I think, lead in a lot of ways uh, throughout the province and throughout Canada. Um, I can think of several examples where we've uh, sort of been cutting edge and a lot of police services have taken uh, our ideas and use them to their benefit and the benefit of their communities. Oh, nice. Okay, very good. And that's in Ontario, Canada for people who are listening around the world. And um, yeah, so you've worked in criminal investigation, human trafficking and homicide. And I'm proud to say we worked on cold cases together. And um, I have right here on page 291 in my faceless voiceless book, the picture with Detective Chuck Nash, yourself, and me when we were on Canada AM. You remember back then? Oh, yes. Sure do. Yeah. So, you know, tell me a bit about the career. Um, well, I've worked in uh, a lot of different roles. I've been very lucky with uh, some of the uh, things I've been able to work on over the years, such as the the found remains that uh, case that you were talking about that we worked on together mm-hmm. um that hasn't had the outcome that i uh, had hoped for as of yet but we're still we're still working on it and trying to identify her yes and, never, uh, never giving up no and i had the fortune to work in our human trafficking unit too which was very rewarding and uh, helped a lot of females exit uh, the sex trade and uh, being forced into the sex trade. Mm-hmm. 
um, being, help them to uh, get out of it and uh, prosecute uh, some traffickers. That's that's good. Congratulations on that. And it must have been really hard to see what the girls went through. Yes, it's uh, you become, uh, I guess, um, maybe burned out is uh, too strong a word, but you definitely get affected by uh, their stories and what they've gone through. And, um, you know, you assist them all the way up till the end of court and it, uh, it can wear on you. That's for sure. Yeah. Can you tell us one of the stories? Are you allowed to? Um, yeah, I can uh, talk about actually something related to missing persons. We had a, uh, a female, this is uh, completed in court, so I can talk briefly about it, but uh, had a female that uh, was missing for over two weeks and her parents and loved ones were hysterical. Um, you, can, you can really tell uh, that missing persons are, uh, um, a person that's missing is uh, uh, it really wears on family and friends and uh, and loved ones because uh, you know they have no idea where the person is and there's no activity on the bank account there's no activity on social media they won't answer the phone they won't answer text and uh, you know this girl was missing for over two weeks and then just suddenly appeared at a McDonald's and oh, wow. called her mom and and uh, that's when the investigation starts, right? So, um, yeah, horrific things done to her while she was under the control of a trafficker. And uh, um, we managed to figure out who the trafficker was and arrested him. And this was in Durham, Ontario? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. I, I'm, um, I'm glad she was found, but I'm sorry for the healing process she has to go through because it's mental torture. It's mental torture for the families. And I can't even imagine the pain that the victims go through. Yes. And then having to relive it all in court and being uh, cross-examined uh, wasn't, it wasn't very nice uh, time for her. No, I, I don't like hearing stuff like that because I know the courts, sometimes they just, demolish the innocent people up there like a lot of times they're helping but when you're cross-examined and stuff and I, I know it's hard for a lot of people to come forward because of that but I thank you so much for for helping her that's amazing yes it's uh yeah to watch them get uh, cross-examined is not uh, not very nice they uh um they're made to be the bad guy essentially that uh this was all their idea and this was, you know, their client didn't do anything. It was, uh, it was the victim that, uh, that did all this. It was their idea, yeah. which is the furthest thing from the truth. But yeah, I agree. I agree with you hundred percent. And how is she today? Do you know? Uh, doing okay. Uh, not the best. Um, struggling at times and getting some professional help. Okay, good. Good. I hope. I hope for a full recovery for her. And um, what, and you also teach at Durham College. That's amazing. You teach in advanced law. What can you tell us about that? Uh, yes. So they, uh, a couple years ago, they uh, wanted to expand the advanced law program uh, into some, I guess, uh, cutting edge um, or uh, crimes that needed to uh, have some attention brought to them by two uh, people who wanted to be prospective police officers. So they identified human trafficking and extremism 
as two topics that uh, uh, should be taught in the advanced law program. And I was lucky enough to uh, get a position there to uh, develop the program and uh, instruct on the program. Excellent, excellent. And the students are very lucky to have you as a teacher instructor. Well, if you can, what is extremism, if you can explain that? So uh, basically terrorism. So you, it explains uh, right wing versus left wing versus sole issue, uh, um, reasons why people will commit terrorism, acts of terrorism. Okay, okay. Wow. And um, I guess what's important, like I wanted to ask you, what advice can you give to families of missing loved ones? You've been an officer or a detective for 21 years. And from your point of view, what can you say that can help them? Who can they reach out to? Because I know a lot of times, you know, people get scared. They don't know who to call. What advice mm -hmm. do you give them? Well, um, it's hard, but uh, patience is uh, one of the uh, biggest things. Um, some of these missing persons investigations go on for years. Um, like the found human remains case. Yes. Uh, when we were researching uh, missing females to try and match to the found remains, um, we spoke to officers in various parts of Canada who still had files on their desk investigating these missing persons for 20 plus years. Wow. So, um, you know, having some patience and knowing in the back of your mind that the police service is not giving up its missing persons are a high priority for a police service. Mm -hmm. And, you know, most of the dedicated officers that are investigating these well, will not give up. And uh, so that's one piece of advice. I know there are some support groups out there for uh, the loved ones of missing persons. And I, you know, encourage anybody to uh, take advantage of those supports as well. Cause it, you know, Oftentimes these groups are have gone, the members have gone through similar experiences and they can assist with other uh, advice and support to help them get through. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. And what about people wanting to call in tips? This is where it gets a little tricky because sometimes they don't feel comfortable calling the police if they know something. And I wish they would. The police put their lives on the line every day for us, as you know. And... Um, yep. There's crime stoppers, but what advice can you tell people who know something that don't want to come forward? Say they don't want to call crime stoppers, they don't want to go through the police. Do, should they write a letter, mail something if they know where a missing person is or a body? Like, what advice? Because I was talking to a mom yesterday. She's going through a really tough time, and someone has come forward, but they're scared. So, what? I didn't know what to say to her, what she can tell this person. So, just advice to everyone what could you give them? What could you say? Well, I think that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, being a good moral citizen is, uh, is the ultimate uh, uh, goal. And that one piece of information could link to other piece of pieces of information that the investigator already has. And it may, that one little piece of information could help solve the case. Um, they may think that the piece of information is insignificant, but it could be um, worthy of, you know, solving the case. So you know, <laughs> instead of hesitating, we encourage people to, uh, you know, reach out, 
and uh, just give the information. There are a number of uh, different tip lines, Crime Stoppers, and uh, there's a national missing person organization in Canada and the United States that will accept information uh, anonymously and pass it on to the respective police service. And we've got numerous tips over the years that have helped uh, greatly. So we always encourage people just to give the information and let the police service have the information. And, you know, like at the end of the day, it may be nothing, but it could be something significant. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And see this person supposedly they know something and they're afraid for their life. And I wasn't sure what to tell her because she's the mom of this missing girl and someone's come forward. So I just said, um, maybe he doesn't have to call anybody if he's afraid for his life. Maybe he can just send you a letter saying where and who did what. Like, I didn't know what advice to give. So is it just, again, just get him to come forward, get the person to come forward to the police, even though he's afraid? That's the best scenario. And we tell people, and I can go back to my experience working in human trafficking, uh, these victims, these female victims are terrified and uh, they are having to go into court and face their trafficker who's threatened their life physically and they have the courage to they had the courage to come forward and speak to the police so um, if they did why you know these people that are have information about uh, homicides or found remains or missing persons they should also have the courage to come forward if they're not uh, that's unfortunate but at the end of the day uh, the police need witnesses uh, to come forward and to solve cases and they need the we need the public's cooperation and so you know the best encouragement is to come forward with the information or at least give it to somebody who can forward it to the police okay and it may help you know that one piece may help solve solve the case yeah, there's so many families, they're going through mental torture, my heart goes out to them. And that's why I started Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? The podcast is, I've, you know, I've done hundreds of law enforcement cold cases, I've been advocating for missing loved ones, they're the victims of crime. And I thought there's got to be something else I can do. So I thought with this podcast, we can have people worldwide all be involved, and we can get somewhere and hopefully start bringing missing loved ones home one by one. And yes. uh, so the advice that you share is amazing. I love having the advice from you because we have, you know, the family speaking, moms, different siblings, and then it's nice to have an expert come on and say it from your point so they can see full circle what's going on. So that's great. Thank you. What advice, what about for, what are your hobbies? What do you, like, who is Murray Rose? <laughs> oh boy. Um, well, uh, heavily involved with the, uh, you know, kids, uh, my kids are a little older, but, uh, um, you know, um, with, with their sports and, uh, um, live, uh, sort of in the country. So enjoy, uh, ATVing and camping and, um, traveling and that's about it. Okay. Okay. And you like hockey, I think. Oh, definitely. Yes. Hockey, football. Very good. Very good. Okay. Is there anything you wanted to say? Any last any, any kind well, of advice? <laughs> I just uh, wanted to let your audience know uh, what a wonderful advocate you are for for missing persons. And, um, you know, we did work together on a, 
cold case to found human remains. And, you know, like as an investigator, when you're working on these things for years at a time, uh, you can get uh, frustrated sometimes because you're, you're, you feel like you're not getting anywhere. And uh, someone such as you with a very positive attitude really helps reinvigorate uh, investigators to uh, get to the bottom of, uh, of what happened. And uh, so it's, uh, you said you worked on hundreds of cold cases with investigators and I think we're all lucky to have somebody like you that can advocate for missing persons. That's very nice. Thank you. That touched my heart. Thank you. And I feel lucky to work with you in different police detectives around the world because you know, they're doing a job that's really tough and I don't think they get the positive credit that they, they deserve. You know, you guys put your life on the line every day and, and we appreciate you and thank you for the job that you do. It's really important, especially through COVID now and everything that's happening. So thank you. And um, thank you for being on my podcast called Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? Again, what I keep saying to everyone, if anyone knows anything about where a missing loved one is, whether they're alive or deceased, come forward. You can call Crime Stoppers. You can leave a tip at Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One website and or contact the police. Don't be afraid. They're here to help. They make the world a better place. And so do you, Murray. I'm proud of you for all the hard work you've done and continue to do. And until next time, thank you everyone for listening. Stay safe and best wishes. Okay, bye-bye, Murray. Thanks bye -bye. for being on. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One is created, produced, and hosted by Diana Trepkoff. Associate producer and sound editing by Marty Brown. Please don't forget to call in any tips. Thank you.